Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us. What a powerful time of praise and worship we had this morning. And also, um, I, I hope you were following through the psalm reading from Brother Bibin. And I'm sure this is going to bless each one of you. Brother Bibin was reading from Psalm 46. Those who did not follow in reading in Malayalam, uh, you can go back and read in your English Bibles. Uh, Psalm 46 is such a blessing and it's an assurance in a time and season that we are living in right now. This morning, I am so excited to be back. Um, honestly, didn't know that I could be able to do or record this video um, uh, or come live with you guys this morning. But I'm thankful that God has allowed us all to be in this platform. There's so much that is going on. Um, and, and unfortunately, we had to cancel our on-site uh, services uh, because of few cases of COVID positive that we had previous week in our church. And your health is our priority. Uh, and, and, and so we decided just to go uh, with the on, on the online platforms this week and, and until further notice. But uh, we are praying that everybody who is watching us and going through a tough season in your life during this time, I pray that God's presence will come through as you are with us. This morning, as you all are gathered together, I am so fired up for God's word. The reason is because it is his word that gives us assurance in moments of, uh, in, in, in moments moments in life where you know there is there is not a balance right there is something that is struggling there's something that is breaking apart and it is the word of God that gives us assurance to hold on to well it, the word says that you know uh, uh, our hope is like an anchor and we lower our anchor on the rock of ages that Jesus himself is so friends no matter what you're facing or going through during this trialing times I pray that you will lower your anchor which is the hope of your life onto Jesus, the rock of ages. And I pray that his blessings will always be found within your courts, within your houses. Well, I'm excited because this is part four of our sermon series, Triggered. And I'm sure this is a blessing to everybody joining us and watching us. And as you are tuning in, there are people taking notes and you are sharing it with me as you're progressing the study. Uh, uh, you know, all I wanted to share through this uh, entire sermon series is that in life situation, there are often times that things and, and circumstances change. And you cannot control these circumstances, but you can control who you are, that you don't allow these uh, circumstances to define you, but you define your moment, you own the moment, and you live your life in the purpose uh, uh, where your life becomes the light of His grace shining in this world. That's just a small recap of last week that I shared God's Word. This week, I have a word with you as I shared, and, there, and, and, and I want to title my sermon for today is Enough of the negative news. Enough of the negative news. What are you going to do when you hear constantly negativity all around you? Uh, uh, the, the moment you wake up, you are on your Insta or Facebook or social media platform or you turn on CNN, Fox, and then NSBC, whatever news channels. You, you go for uh, tuning into all of these networks. What do you hear constantly? You're bombarded with negativity all around you. And, and, and as you allow these negative sources to pour into your life, it 
will define who you are and what you do throughout the day and the course of the week or your journey as a child of God. So today I want to bring your attention towards enough of the negative news. You have to declare to yourself, come on somebody, lift up your voices right now and say, enough is enough. Turn to your wife or your uh, a brother or sister seated next, next to you right now and you can share enough of enough. Or you can put it on the comments right now, enough of the negative news. I can't take it anymore. Enough of the negative news. Enough is enough. I can't take it anymore. And I pray that everybody with us will understand that it is you who control how much is enough in your life. How many of you are triggered by negative news? That's my first question that I would ask as I, as I journey through our sermon for today. How many of you are triggered by negative news? That through, throughout the day, I know a lot of people that I had conversations with and they would say that, you know, with, uh, uh, with all the negativity going on and that have made them take some decisions uh, or course or take some path in their life that was not meant to be, but they just took it because they were triggered by those negative news in their life. We're all bombarded by negative news. Listen, it's all of us now. It's not just one or two. It's all of us who are bombarded by negative news all the time, but it is up to us. Do we allow them to trigger us or not? We don't like the negative news. You know, listen, um, uh, in, in our life's journey, we never or we don't like negative news at all. But there are some negative results uh, that brings a positive joy in your life. And the, what happened was last week I tested for COVID-19 and my results came after three days and I was so anxiously waiting. And along with me, there are many other families uh, that were anxiously waiting because I was exposed and uh, uh, in a circumstance and and, 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 and I went for the COVID test and I was like waiting for it day and night for three, I think the fourth day I got my result and it said, you have tested negative for COVID-19. And at that moment, I shared it with my some of my brothers and I said, this week's sermon title, I just got it. It's going to be uh, uh, the good news of negative news. <laughs> so I tested negative. I'm like, okay, I may, I need to bring your attention towards, you know, sometimes in life, you know, negative. Negative situations come through or we receive the negative news in our life. But how do you handle them and how do you move forward in the direction that God has allowed you to be? Listen, in a battery that you see, the battery would have a positive end and a negative end. And, and you can't use a battery if it is only two positive ends. You need the negative and the positive. You need an, an environment filled with negative energy where it is your positivity that changes the environment around you. And that's why I believe that God and the Bible have orchestrated or planted or placed you in places where you think, why am I in this place? Why am I in this situation? Why am I in this family? Why am I married to so-and-so? Why am I being in the family of such in-laws and I'm going through such trouble in my life? Why am I in that office? Why am I going through? And we can complain all of those, why am I? in our life to look around and see an environment filled with all negativity and negative sources. But listen, if you are the positive energy in that, new life will birth out in that situation. Are you with me? So you take a battery with positive and the negative end, only then it can light up a room, light up or, or, or uh, you know, gives 
power source to any source. You see, my microphone has two batteries, AAA or AA, I believe. And, and both of it is placed in a way that it brings uh, energy to my microphone that I can speak to you. The cameras here, or you see many sources in your house. Everything has that negative and the positive. And listen, in the negativity that is our world in today, it could be the political chaos that we are going through or the pandemic chaos that we are in or in your own life or family circumstances, you are filled with enough anxious moments, negative sources all around you. But the positivity of Jesus Christ is in you that can bring life out in those given situations. And I pray that you will operate in the positive energy of kingdom of God Almighty. Listen, there is a point in everybody's life where there is a constant barrage of negativity that will bring your emotions down, that will bring you down as a Christian, as an individual. But you should allow your faith and and, and you should find your hope in Christ to be the, the, the central overriding principle over our life. This is very common that we see in our life. And let's read a scripture portion for today. It is Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 this is how it goes it says and we know that in all things i love the scriptures romans chapter 8 you know the romans 8 road it is a beautiful scripture portion when you read through the entire passage as paul is exhorting the church here this is how it goes and we know that in all things or oh, it is all things i love the scripture portion because it is everything that is covered that you could face under heavens on earth among people as you walk through you may go through a lot of struggles my friend but paul is helping us understand here is that we know in all things oh come on somebody turn to your neighbor and say all things come on you can give a high five to your wife right now and say baby it is all things whatever you're facing you're going through a husband whatever you got children whatever you're going through whatever struggle we are facing in our life it is all things it is all on sunday morning i just wanted to encourage somebody out there your challenge is not mine your challenge is your own i don't know the gravity of your challenge but all i could say today is romans chapter 8 verse 2 28 starts with this and we know all things everything your struggle is different i know but god counts it on and says in all things in all things god works for good of those who love him do you love god he works for you Within all your negative sources of life, he works for you in those moments. It says, you who have called according to his purposes. Let me just read it quickly with one phrase over there. And we know that in all things, God works for those good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. I love this. Now you have to understand when we look into life situation here, you know, there is a lot of negativity that is all around you that I totally understand, but you have to understand to keep in mind that, 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 that stay optimistic in those moments. And what is optimism about that? You don't, do you nullify uh, uh, the negative impacts of life? Do you nullify that there is nothing negative that exists? No, listen, I want to bring you attention towards what optimism is and what optimism is not. First, 
Optimism is not a denial of reality. It is not. Having a positive, optimistic faith in God, it is not a denial of reality. You are not denying the reality that is going on. You, you heard a bad news about your job. You heard a bad news about a relationship. You heard a bad news about, about a family or about some sickness or, 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 or medical conditions or, or something that it is not a denial of the reality. It is. That you accept the fact on that scriptures that when I continue to hold on to God as the savior of my life, he can change my realities. Because I hold on. My faith is anchored. My hope is anchored on the rock of ages. He doesn't change according to time and season. Number two, optimism is not blind faith. There are people who say, you know what, blindly believe. No, optimism is not blind faith. What is optimism? Let, let me bring your attention to us. Optimism is the confidence about future or a successful outcome. Even though your reality looks messed up and bad, your report says you can't never, your family will never come up. But optimism is the confidence about the future or a successful outcome. What does it mean? That you don't believe on your own merits. You don't believe on your own power. You don't believe on your own strength. But you believe in the one who is able to take you out. You are able, you are believing in the one who is able to give you new life. You are a, you're believing in the one who shines his light in your darkened world. My friend, that's why optimism is the confidence about the future. It is a confidence about the future or a successful outcome. Your future looks good, my friend. Your future looks good, my brother, sister. Your future looks good. It will not decay and you will not die of what you're going through. But I declare in the name of Jesus, I just want to push you today to believe that your future looks good. Hallelujah. I am fired up on Sunday morning to just declare that your future looks good. You will not die just because of your report. You will not die or you will not fail because of what's going on. But I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit who gives you power today to overcome your ongoing situations. And I declare in the name of Jesus Christ on the other side of this media right now, no matter what geographic location you are joining in from, but I believe in the power of his word, your confidence is that Christ is able to bring you out. Your future looks good. Come on, turn to your neighbor right now and let them know your future looks good. Share this message with somebody and help them understand your future looks good. Put it on the comments right now and let everybody know your future looks good. Hallelujah. I have to remind myself oftentimes, Justin, your future looks good. It's not about what anybody says. It's not about what people have said. What God has blessed, nobody can ever curse. It is the power and the calling of the Most High God that has enabled me to get on and get going in every situation, no matter how much challenges we have to go through. But I believe in all things, God works for the good of all those things in my life because I love the Lord. Do you love Jesus today? Do you love Jesus if you truly love Jesus, you follow his commandments, you obey, you walk in his ways, his blessings are for you. Brother, sister, his blessings are 
for you. Number four, what is optimism? Optimism is the unwavering expectation that our loving God is working in every situation for our future good. Believe today that optimism is the unwavering expectation that no matter what changes, but I will not waver according to the situation. But my expectation lies on a loving God who changes life situations for me. Listen, you have an impossible boss. Uh, you, did you have financial setbacks? Um, do you have an, an annoying in-laws? Don't nudge them if you're sitting right next to them right now. Do you have an annoying in-laws? Uh, annoying um, uh, high school kids? No, I, I don't know what's your situation. I don't know. It could be the smallest or the small. Or did you receive a report that says that you have cancer? Did you receive a report that says that you have COVID-19? Do you have a, you, did, I don't know. What's your situation today? But no matter what it is, no matter what it is, our hope is on Jesus Christ. An unwavering hope in the Lord of our life. And I believe today there is somebody out there. You needed to hear this word and this word is coming into those places of your life. And I believe it's going to bring life into your situation. Listen, what are you going through this season? Ask this question to yourself or ask this question to your wife, your children who are sitting next to you. Ask them, son, what, what are you going through this season? Or son, ask this question to your dad. Dad, dad what are you facing this season? Sometimes dad might say, I'm facing you. <laughs> are you questioning God in this season? Are you questioning God? I mean, it's all right to question God. There's nothing wrong. I mean, if your relationship is good with God, you can always go and ask, God, why am I going through this season? And can I tell you, as a friend talks to a friend, you have, you should have the confidence to go and talk to God. God, why am I going through this season in my life? Why am I facing this? Everybody else is so good. Everybody else has everything well put up. Why am I? You can ask this question to God. But listen, listen, I, I like the scriptures here in, uh, uh, Job uh, chapter Job chapter one verse thirteen to twenty two. I'm going to read it for you. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to bring that scripture. I'm going to read it for you here because I believe this is this this word has so much power that it is going to bring life into your situation. I believe that today. Um, Today, I believe that this powerful word will bring some life into your situations, okay? Job chapter, that was just my iPhone, um, Apple Watch. Thank you, church, for gifting me. It just keeps calling everybody, and everybody keeps calling me. All the notifications, I get so bombarded, but thank you. <laughs> Job chapter 2, Job, sorry, Job chapter 1, verse 13 to 22. Let us read here. One day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking in the oldest brother's house, a messenger uh, uh, came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabians attacked, made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Now, I want you to follow through as I'm reading, the, reading this. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from the heavens and burnt up the sheep and servants and I'm the only only one uh, escaped to tell you this. Why did you escape, bro? <laughs> While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the, the child 
Indians formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword. I am the only one that has escaped to tell you this. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind swept through the desert and struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed on them and they are dead. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Oh, wow. At this moment, I look at Job's mental and emotional conditions. He is getting all the news that has triggered him to go crazy here. But listen to verse 20. At this Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Oh, hold up, hold up. I want to read that scripture just for you once again. It says, Of this Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And this is what he said. He fell down in worship to the ground. And he said, in a given situation like that, which has triggered him to just go crazy and mad and angry at everything. Listen to what Job is doing centuries or thousands of years ago. This word was written just for you who are facing trials and circumstances that are not in your favor. Today I have a word, my brother, sister. What do you do? How do you react? Don't react. How do you respond to that situation? You know what Job does? He tears his, tears his robe, shaves off his head because he is grieving the loss of his children. He didn't do when he lost wealth. He didn't do that when he lost his animals or his house. He did that when he lost his children. Blood is thicker than water. When he lost his children, he wanted to show a sign of grieving here. And, 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 and he tore his robe, shaved his head, knelt down in worship. Oh, I love it. He knelt down in worshiping. How many of us will ever do that in our life? That in a given situation when everything has gone down south, he is still ready to worship his creator. This is what Job says. I want you to pay attention here. It says, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And I believe every saint over here, everyone believing me right now on the scriptures today, brother, sister, you will go through sufferings in your life. You will go through hardships in your life. You will have somebody who will pass away into eternity. You might lose your job. You might lose things in your life. But even in those more given, given situations, kneel down in worship. That's what Job is teaching us today. Kneel down in worship. And as naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Can we actually say that in, the in, in given circumstances when we have lost something in our life? No, because all the time our confidence is on the resources, not on the source. 
That's the problem that we have in a generation that we live in today. Everything is so accessible. We have um, easily, listen, we have easily put our trust into things that are visible. Does it make sense? In the, in the visible job, in the, in the visible elements that you have all around you, that's where we have put our confidence in. But faith is the substance of the unseen and the unknown, right? You don't see God, but still you believe he's all around me. You still believe that he's the one who's caring you. In life's failures, all you got to say, my brother, is the Lord gave and the Lord has taken it away. This season, I don't have it. It's totally fine. I'm going through this, but I know one thing. He is able and he is able to take me another side. You know how the story of Job ends. How the story of Job ends here. Listen, this is what I want to say. Verse 22, I want you to mark it, underline, put on the comments too. Job fell to the ground and he worshipped God. Do you? Will you? Can you? Listen. Will you? Can you? Can you worship God? Listen. In every situation, be a worshipper. Thank him. Fill your hearts with gratitude for what he has done. Man, I am so thankful that I am alive and I am here preaching to all of you. I am thankful that for our church families. I'm thankful for Everybody. And I pray that we become thankful. In a world filled with negativity all around us, be thankful. His grace leads us on. Listen, what consumes your mind controls your life. I love that. What consumes your mind controls your life. Will you allow the circumstances to consume your mind? Are you feeding on to that? You know, I was saying, I think two weeks ago, Facebook notifications, it's not as a feed. Facebook feed, Instagram feed, all social media, it's called a feed. For There's a reason why it is called a feed because you are feeding on to that. You're consuming that material all the time. There are people that I know morning and evening, you are on Fox and uh, uh, all the, uh, uh, all the what, are, what are the other channels? Come on, somebody. Uh, you are on all the news channels. You're on all the social media. You are on everything. You are on everything. Why? You're feeding on to the lies, the schemes. I mean, I'm not saying don't listen, but it's too much. It's too much. You have somewhere forgotten the word. If you don't have this anywhere close to you, my friend, then you are messed up. Take this with you. In your journey, in your walk, no matter where you, take this with you. This gives you life, not Fox. This gives you life, not ABC. This gives you life. Let this be the book you read. And... Let this be the book that you read that lights up your face. Facebook will not. I love that what I said. <laughs> the quality of your life. Listen, the quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. The quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. In other words, what your thoughts are, you are. Your thoughts determine who you are. What are your thoughts today? What are you letting your life to be consumed on? What are you eating? What are and where are you today in life journey? 
This is how I, I love this. Feed your faith and your fears shall starve. What are you feeding today? Feed your faith. Let your fears starve. I love Romans chapter 8 verse 18. This is how it goes. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. This is all from Romans chapter 8 and we started, we, we read from Romans 8.28 and now I'm reading to you Romans chapter 8 verse 18. This is how it goes. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Who is writing this? Paul. Apostle Paul is helping the church understand here and he is helping everybody follow through in this. And this is how he says that, I want you to know brothers and sisters, consider this, I present sufferings, our present suffering, our present, what are you facing today? Our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The glory of our King, the glory of our Savior, the glory of our Messiah will be revealed in your life. I love this. Who is writing this? Paul. Who is this Paul? Imprisoned several times. He was, uh, 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 he has endured five times of, of, of the Roman lashes. Gruesome. Three times beaten with the rods. Shipwrecked and spent lonely nights at the sea with nobody. He was being betrayed by his own friends. He was beaten and left alone to be dead. My friend, how and where are you today? And this is the word that Paul, who has gone through sufferings of his life, is bringing to all of us. Saying that, brothers, don't worry for what you're going through. What are you going through today? Brother, sister, what are you facing today? I am here to help somebody understand on this message and I believe this is challenging somebody, this is encouraging somebody and I believe today as I bring this word, God's life comes into your, your situation. Sometimes we complain about the failures we had. We complain about the, listen, I love this portion, listen. Uh, sometimes we complain about the, the failures that we had, the weaknesses that we have, uh, 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 the darkened places that you and me are. But listen, if you don't go through a dark place, will you light up a torch? Uh, if you don't have the night sky, uh, will the, is there any need to the, for the moon? Right? You and me, God has placed us in dark environments. Why? Why, Pastor Justin? I'm asking this question. Why, brother? Why has God placed you in that dark environment so that your light will radiate in that situation? Sister, you are being placed in that family. You're questioning, why am I in this family? So that your light will radiate in that family. Oh, some wives are looking happy today and they're nudging their husbands and like, you know what, now, now you know why am I in your family? Your, fa your family was filled with darkness. Uh, when I stepped in, that's when you had enough light. Come on, that could be in a spiritual sense too. Listen, God has placed you in, in areas where in your weakness or the weaknesses in your surrounding, he will be glorified. And that's why I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing. Your future looks good today. Stop the negativity around you. Your future looks good today. Because I believe it is not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. 
His glory. My friend, you are surrounded by dead bones. His glory is about to be revealed. All you got to say is, Lord, you know. And if you know it and if you want me to say it, I'm about to say it. Dead bones come back to life. And when you call them out, I believe in the name of Jesus. No matter how far and dissected and dissected and scattered away they were, but they will come back to life. Relationships that are scattered or family situations that are scattered jobs that are scattered will come back to place. Are you the prophet that will stand in the midst of chaos and call them out? Let it be in the name of Jesus because the last time I checked the word of God it says that when he called out the light the light came into existence. When he called out the land, the land came into existence. What he calls into comes into existence. You have the same power. The power of his resurrection resides in you. What you call will come to pass. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What you call will come to pass. Romans 8, 26. Listen, in the same way, it is the Spirit of God that helps us in our weakness. In the same way, the Spirit of God helps us in our, in our weakness. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Listen, for I am convinced. Oh, I love this. You have to underline this, memorizes. It says, for I am convinced neither death nor life, oh, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I pray this word comes as a, as a promise into your life today. And I pray in Jesus' name. Right now I call that out situations where you are engulfed in that fearful situation that you are engulfed in. You are bombarded with all the negative news and you have cornered yourself. You don't want to face the realities of life. I am here to call that situation out in the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 38 and 39. For I am convinced in Jesus name neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither present nor future nor any powers neither height or depth can ever separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Nothing. Brother, nothing, nothing. I'm here to help somebody understand. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, turn, turn to your neighbor right now, your wife, your children. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us. Come on, put on the comment right now if you believe it. Nothing can separate us. Medical report cannot separate me from the love of God. What I have gone through will not separate me. My past sinful nature will not separate me. I am good. My future looks wonderful because of the love of God in my life. Hallelujah. I want to close with this. It says, Psalms 112, verse 7. And get ready for a time of worship because I want you to surrender. Psalm 112, verse 7 says, They will have no fear of bad news. Oh, I love this. I, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Psalm 112, verse 7 says, Oh, I love it. I, lo I love it. It says, I declare it in the name of Jesus right now. 
you will not fear any bad news. You will not fear any negative news. You got to your office and you're fearing some bad news to come by. They're about to lay off you. I declare in the name of Jesus that the God that you serve, he is able to take you. The God that you serve, he is able. The victorious warrior of our life. Hallelujah. And I am here to declare they will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. I'm asking this question as you read this. Is your heart steadfast in God? Are you trusting Jesus? And if you are, if you are, good news. No matter whatsoever goes in our world, whoever throws chaos in your life circumstances, negative news will not Fake news will not overwhelm you. You are a victorious warrior in Christ Jesus. Psalm 112 verse 7. They will have no fear of bad news. You will have no fear of bad news. You will have no fear of bad news. A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right side, but it will not harm me. I will go through the valley of the shadow of death, but I shall not fear any evil because the Lord is my shelter. He is the refuge of my life. I run to him when I am afraid. In my darkened and agony moments, I run to my God, the author, the perfecter of my faith, the Alpha and the Oma, and, and believe him. The Omega. I believe him. I believe in the Omega that God is the beginning and the end. That's why I want to conclude sharing this, my friend, as I began our sermon series saying that triggered. I won't be triggered. No, I won't be triggered with negative news because I am here to declare enough of the negative news. Put on the chat right now. Enough of the negative news. Enough of the false news. Enough of the lies in Jesus' name. I am coming against that demon in the name of Jesus. Enough is enough. I am about to rip it apart. I am about to cut it down from my life. Enough is enough. Hallelujah. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Every eye closed. Father, I give your congregation to your hands and I pray. Father God, that you will bless them. You will be with them. You will strengthen them. You will guide them. May your grace be all around them, O Lord. And I pray in everything that they do, your grace will continue to prosper them. Thank you for what you're about to do. And in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. 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 Now may the Lord bless you. May he smile over you. May he keep you and may his favor be all around you. May your children rise up to call you blessed. And on all the things that you do, may the Lord flourish your family. I cancel negative news over your life and I prosper you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. I know. It's a crazy time that we are in, but uh, I pray that this season, this time, this everything will be end very soon because we believe in, in what the Lord holds for us. It's much greater than the, what the world is offering in our circumstances. May the Lord bless you guys. I love you. Cannot wait to see you where, um, as soon as possible. We'll all get together, but may the Lord bless you. Amen.